Hey everyone, welcome to the Accounting Firm Podcast. Are you struggling to grow your accounting firm? Not anymore. This is where you get actual insights every week into how to scale your firm. Each week, we will spend 15 minutes interviewing actual accounting firm owners, just like you, so you can learn how they overcame the biggest challenges that you will face when growing your firm. Let's get started. Hey everybody, today we're talking to Bobby Witt about systematizing your firm. Bobby is the owner of Bookkeeping Confidential. They have been in business for five years, manage a team of four, and currently serve over 50 clients. Bobby, it's great to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yes, this is going to be a really good topic. Um, Are you ready to jump in? I am ready to jump in. Perfect. So, Bobby, let's start off with having you tell us a little bit about your firm and what you're all about. Okay. We are a 100% virtual bookkeeping firm. We help clients, small businesses all over the United States, uh, attorneys, real estate investors, contractors, anything online to do their, their bookkeeping. And we also offer a virtual meeting so they can see their books every month. I have a team that also, I have one on the West Coast, two on the East Coast. I'm in the central time zone. So I've got all the time zones covered pretty much so that we can assist our clients pretty much all day long in their like Pacific, you know, is behind us. So we're still available to them. Perfect. Well, thank you for that introduction. So let's jump into this exciting topic about systematizing your firm. To start off, what do you consider systematizing your firm? What is it to you? Systematizing my firm is essential because we have to know at all times where the client work is and that and at what stage. So is it in the weekly bookkeeping stage? Is it in the cleanup stage? If it's in the cleanup stage, how far along are we and how much more do we need to get done? And it also is important for your team capacity. Have I put too much work on this one individual? It just happened the other day. She kicked it back. She can't handle it. But the system was telling me that because I knew by looking at the tasks and the due dates that they were lagging. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. So in your eyes, systematizing means like, using a system or solution that's going to help uh, run things more efficiently. So it gives you, it sounds like a lot more visibility, right? It helps you see who's working on what, where things stand. Is everything getting done on time? Making sure, you know, nothing slips through the cracks, right? Which is what we hear a lot. We hear, you know, I think a lot of firm owners, they're still on spreadsheets or they're using paper, they're keeping everything in their head. And what's happening is it's hard to stay on top of everything. It's easy for something to be forgotten when you have dozens of clients with many different deadlines for each client. Like you can't, you can't juggle all that at once just on something so simple. You sometimes need something that's gonna give you more visibility to where that is, right? Exactly right. It's a matter of not, it will fall through the cracks if you don't have a system in place that can track absolutely everything you do or needs to be done. So I think this brings another great question. So, you know, when a lot of firms start out, right, they start out, you know, maybe they just keep everything in their heads or they're using the spreadsheets. When do you think it makes sense for a firm to start implementing these systems to give them them more visibility? I say it makes sense right away with your very first client. I started, um, I was all paper 
and I had a binder for each and every client. So I would do them, open the binder when I was doing all their work. And after the meeting, I would type up my notes, and print it, put it in the binder. But just because I had that one client in front of me, I wasn't able to see what was happening with the other clients and where they're at because they're in a binder. They're not in front of mm -hmm. me. So I say your very first client, get a system in place and just start tweaking it from there. Okay. So a system could be not necessarily a software solution, but it can be like uh, the folders you're saying, like something more physical, but eventually you've made your way to like a more software solution. When does it make sense for you to maybe we talked about when you need to start systematizing from day one, but maybe to move on like from binders to spreadsheets and spreadsheets to an actual like workflow solution. I, I would say when you have your eighth or to 10th clients, because then you're still, you're still probably working on your own, but you still need to know the ABC client one, XYZ client two, you still need to see where everybody's at and at what stage, even if it's just you and the firm right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's basically when you start, when you feel like you're losing that visibility, right? When you start to feel like things might slip through the cracks or you can't really stay on top of everything very easily without having to, to track that binder down or, or figure out where that information is to see where the status of something is at. Right. You went from binders to spreadsheets and spreadsheets to workflow solution. Let's talk a little bit more about the spreadsheets because I know a lot of firms like using spreadsheets. But they do, at some point, they make that transition. Why was spreadsheets not, we talk about binders, right? They're not giving you the visibility because they're in separate folders. Spreadsheets gives you a little bit more visibility because you can have everything laid out in a single view. But why was that not working for you? It was too, too for me personally, it was too cumbersome. I, I, I felt like it was very redundant. Um, I was spending more time updating the spreadsheet than I was doing working it just didn't work for me at all. I've heard some, another point too, from some other firms we've talked to on the show that it can also be easy to delete things out of spreadsheet by accident without even knowing it. And it can, again, the whole point you're using these systems is to prevent things from slipping through the cracks, which would then cause something to slip through the cracks. We've talked about some of the systems you can implement. What are some tips you would give people when implementing this, these systems in their firm? I would say first get your get your systems down on a piece of paper. What is it that you do? Even if it's like we do weekly bookkeeping, so maintaining the dashboard. Um, even if it's just a little line item that you think is irrelevant or not irrelevant, but so simple that you should just know it but still write, write everything down so it creates your task list and that becomes part of your main task or your project. And then just keep going until you have the end result that you want. Meeting with client, upload financials kind of okay. thing. What about like implementing these systems with your team? Do you have any tips for actually training your team and getting them up to speed and make sure they're following the systems correctly? I do. Um, when they come on board, we do Zoom meetings to go over the software and how it's run. Um, 
and then we have quarterly meetings that we still go into the software and look at any new features or any changes that I've made. And then it, I listen to their input too, because they're using the system as well and just as much as me. So I like their input as far as task suggestions or any kind of edits that they may want in there. I think that's very important, right? Because we talk to a lot of firms and they have some great systems in place, but it doesn't matter if you have a great system if the team is not using it, right? Because then everything just becomes obsolete. So really putting a process to actually implement and train them on that and make sure they're using it properly is important. We tell a lot of firms that, you know, a lot of firms will say, this is a system, they'll go over it one time and, you know, but that's not enough. A lot of firm owners, the team, sometimes you forget the process. Sometimes, you know, it's a lot to take in, especially if they're new to the firm, they're thinking about other things. So we always say to revisit it, like you mentioned, you revisit it quarterly if there's changes or updates, but revisit it as often as you can uh, until your team is doing everything by the book and following the systems. But even, I haven't even thought about that point, like things may change, right? To even check in on a quarterly or biannual basis to see what's changed, what's new. Is there a better way we can do the, the processes we or systems we have in place now? Right. Exactly. I had the communication inside the software, which you can tag somebody, and then I have an outside communication software that if I'm not getting a response from them in the system software, I'll go to the outside and say, Hey, what's where are we at on so and so? And my software is not updated. Can we get caught up kind of thing? So I, I get them from both sides. Okay. No, that's great. Well, this has been a great interview. Um, so to jump on in, are you ready for the quick fire questions? I think so. <laughs> so if you could go back in time when starting your firm, what is one single piece of advice you would give yourself? To get a better understanding of the job, in front of me um, and price it accordingly and get the list of things that need to be done in order. So could you give us a little more context? Are you saying that maybe understand the amount of work it's going to take so you don't underprice yourself? That is correct. Okay. Yeah, no, that's good. I, I, I feel like a lot of these, when I ask this question, it's always, it's mainly around pricing, figuring out the pricing. That's right. such a key thing that I think when firms are starting out, they don't they don't realize how much the work is going to be, or they may just price themselves too low just because you know they want to get their first few clients. It's an easy thing to do, but it's also a very dangerous place to put yourself as a business. Right. Um, so, what is a trait? Uh, what trait do you think is important to be a successful firm owner? Communication. Definitely communication and staying on top of things. Okay. What is a software tool that you couldn't live without? My system software, absolutely. Okay. What is your favorite accounting resource? I like groups and um, blogs are okay, but I, I like being involved in groups where you can interact and ask questions and learn from others. What type, of, what type of groups are you in? Like Facebook groups or community forums? Community forums and Facebook groups, yes. Okay. Um, is there a specific blog that you follow? 
Yes, um, American Institute of Professional Bookkeepers, um, Financial Sense. Next, how many hours a week do you typically work? I typically work 40, which is down from previous. What it used to be? Oh, at least 60, at least. <laughs> what, what helped you get down from 60 to 40? Um, my team and my system software. Okay, that's great to hear. Mm -hmm. um, and then if people want to learn more about you, where can they go? They can go to our website, which is www.bookkeepingconfidential.com. All right, perfect. Bobby, thank you so much for coming on the show today with us this week. This was a really great in interview, and I think there's going to be a lot of great insights for our audience. Okay, thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go write a review. This will help other firms just like you find our podcast so they can get insights into how to grow their firm. See you next week.